0: Well, good morning and welcome to a special edition of Roadmap to Heaven, live on location. I'm Adam Wright, joined by my good friend and friend of Covenant Network, Patty Schneier, from the Tool Center for Performing Arts, where the Summit Vocation Rally for Middle Schoolers is happening today. You're listening to Covenant Network. Let's begin our morning together with our morning offering as we always do, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O oh, Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. So it is a beautiful morning, Patty Schneier. So th- thank you for being with us on Roadmap to Heaven today. Oh my
1: gosh, I am so excited to be here this morning. We are so excited to bring you live from the summit. This is the Vocations Rally for Middle Schoolers for the Archdiocese of St. Louis. And literally, as we speak, Adam, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, about thirty students who have just come up. It looks like most of you are from Immaculate Conception, Dart and Prairie. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone.
0: Prairie Dogs.
1: All right, see? you can hear their beautiful voices. They're going to be um, hearing. They're coming by our table here and getting some stickers, which are yeah. beautiful, and their enthusiasm is awesome. It, so already the energy right in front of our table I, is instant. I, it's, this is really cool. This is a
0: very different experience for me in the morning with middle schoolers than my middle schoolers who are like, Dad, why is the alarm clock going off here? What <laughs> What is going on? So let's tell you a little bit about this broadcast today. Why, you know, at 7 a.m., you're, you're, you're probably tuning in and saying, hold 8 on. 8 a.m. Uh, where was Roadman? Up to heaven adam's always on at seven and and now you're saying wait a minute it's eight o'clock what is going on here today well we we did a little switcheroo with our programming so that we could be at this event and as you heard on the show wednesday morning from amy eschelbach in the office of youth ministry we want you to pray today that that is request number one off the bat is pray 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 for the 1300 middle school students from all over the archdiocese of st louis who are gathering together today to learn about vocations to yep. learn about a little bit about discernment and uh, so on and so forth. And, and you know,
1: to be together, too, in unity together, there's going to be 1,300 kids here, and it's a lot easier when you're in that environment, when everyone around you, we're talking about God, we're talking about faith, we're talking about being open, and you can do that together when, when we're all on the same page. I think that's beautiful to have this event, especially for middle schoolers.
0: Exactly, exactly. You know, it's, it's something I say all the time on the show, Patty, that we each have our vocation, and, and first 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 and foremost, the universal call to holiness. That's everyone's vocation, is to be holy, to know, love, and serve God in this life so that we can be with him in the next and then we have our particular vocation you know for you and i it's marriage to our spouses for some of our guests today we we have sister mary carolyn joining us in a few minutes Uh, father tony ritter they have their vocations to the religious life to the priesthood Um, god is calling each one of us to something and then once we have discerned that once we've entered into whatever that vocation is there's still that question of all right now how are you calling me lord to live my vocation today so uh you know i I remember when i was in middle school this was the farthest thing from my mind maybe i was thinking about what do i want to be when i grow up but certainly I wasn't thinking, I wonder if God's calling me to be a priest, or am I going to get married someday? It was just like, "Uh, what's for lunch today? (laughs) And and, and what are we going to do out at recess? Is the weather nice enough to go outside? What's it going to be? Speaking of the weather, we do want to get you a check of the weather, as we always do as part of our broadcast. So we're going to send it back to the studio for Mike Roberts, our weather and our saint of the day. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven on Covenant Network. We will be back after this.
2: Today is the memorial of St. Leo the Great. Pope? and doctor of the church. Born in Italy at the start of the fifth century, he became a priest in his twenties and quickly impressed those around and above him with his writings which defended the church against numerous heresies. In 440, he was elected to the papacy and for the next two decades continued his attack against these heresies while defining and solidifying the Pope's role in leadership from the chair of St. Peter. To the Eastern Church, he wrote a letter that came to be known as Leo's Tome, which explained the two natures of Christ as son of God and son of man. In 452... Attila the Hun invaded Italy and was on his way to destroy Rome when Leo and two others were asked by Roman Emperor Valentinian III to seek a meeting with Attila. After the meeting, Attila canceled his plan to attack Rome. Some said it was because he was so impressed with and convinced by Leo, but others reported that a huge angel, which only Attila and a few others with him could see, stood with Leo and his party. Pope Leo was especially effective at communicating the doctrine of the mysteries of Christ and the graces flowing from the sacraments available to those making their journey with Jesus through Holy Mother Church. He died on this day in 461. St. Leo the Great, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day.
0: Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player search covenant network to see all our podcasts well if you are just joining us i'm adam Wright. you're listening to a later edition of roadmap to heaven normally on the air 7 a.m today patty schneier and i are broadcasting the special edition live from the summit. It's a vocation rally for middle school youth. And uh, we are so excited to be here. We've been surrounded again. I'm gonna have to look this up. What do you call a group of of prairie dogs? Is it, you know, uh, is is it a flock? Is it a pack? I don't know, but the ICD Prairie Dogs have descended en masse upon our table, getting some wonderful Covenant Network stickers. And they had the opportunity to meet our next guest, Sister Mary Carolyn Nunes, a Franciscan sister of the martyr St. George from Alton, Illinois. No stranger to Roadmap to Heaven either. Sister, it's so great to have you with us this morning. It is good that we are
3: here. Good that we are here. Going to be speaking about the transfiguration later today. So it is good that we are here seems the appropriate thing to say. Absolutely. Exactly. So, you know,
0: sister, we were talking about this during the break, um, that today in the timeline of a middle school student, and thinking back to so long ago when I was a middle school student, is just going to be kind of like a blip on the radar screen. Of life, so uh, God's going to do things today. We don't know exactly what that's going to be, but what's the message? If you had to distill it down to, you know, maybe one or two sentences here, what's the message you hope everyone takes away from today?
3: That discipleship starts now, and that relationship with Jesus starts now. It's not about—and that relationship with Jesus is not a means to an end. We grow in friendship with him not so that we can learn our vocation, but as we grow in friendship with him, we begin to live our vocation without even knowing it.
0: Yeah, and, and like we said at the beginning, that's something— everyone's going to have a vocation. God God has a plan and a purpose for every last one of us.
1: And, you know, there can be so many tiny seeds that are planted throughout a young person's life. I mean, we, have of course, know many priests and religious— that can trace their vocation back to something that happened in the third grade. Sister said this, or my parents did this, or we went here, and I had an encounter with the Lord. Because that encounter can happen at any time. So, yes, today could be one of those tiny, tiny seeds that maybe the young people aren't even aware of. Right, and that's the
3: goal, is really just to give them an encounter with the living God, uh, that they would come to know Jesus, that they would come to know his love for them, honestly that it all has to start with love, that our vocation is rooted in God's love for us. He loves us so much that he wants us to share in his life.
0: Yeah, we were talking about that on the show the other day. You know, before we even think about vocation to marriage, vocation to priesthood, vocation to religious life, single life, whatever it may be, Lumen Gentium puts it so beautifully, universal call to holiness. We are all called to love God. And, you know, if I love my wife, when she said yesterday, can you stop and pick up this very important prescription for one of our kids at the pharmacy, it's rooted in love that I'm like, you know, honey, of course, I'm going to go to the pharmacy so you don't have to and pick that up because I love you. I love our kid. I want them to have what they need. So if I love God and he says, hey, can you do this? Can you offer me your life in this way? It's a no brainer to say, Lord, if that's what you want me to do, then I'm on board.
3: Yeah. And really that that's our vocation is also the way that we receive his love for us. So, so that even that... that our vocation, our response to love has to begin with us receiving his love first and foremost.
1: And I do think it also is a self-awareness of how am I wired? How am I wired to serve? How am I wired, and I I know that's not the right word, but how am I wired to love? How am I wired um, to experience joy? And that's different for each person.
3: Yes, for sure. I often will invite young people to ask Jesus, show me the shape of my heart. Jesus, show me the shape of my heart. How is my heart designed to love? How is my heart designed to receive love? And where do those things come
1: together? Yeah, you just said it so much better than I
3: did. <laughs> no, but Patty, I've been doing this for eight years. My eighth year as vocation director, I've, I've got some language around this. It's, it's
1: The language is important. The language that you will speak to these middle schoolers today in a way that they can receive it is so important, which is why this summit is here. Right, It's why we do what we do um, and why we're here today as well, to be a part of this excitement, to be a part of this event, which we feel is very, very important in the life of our young people.
3: Absolutely, and it's so exciting to have 1,300 young yeah. people with us today. In-
0: including this colony. I looked it up. It's a colony, oh, colony of, of, prairie of prairie dogs. dogs. So now you know. <laughs> Sister, one of the things that you and I have talked about before on the show that I think is important for today, uh, we have wonderful uh, representation from some of the religious communities here in the St. Louis metro area. Part of the reason we're called the Rome of the West and it's a great way to say you know here's a little bit about who we are our, our, our charism and our apostolates who we are and what we do but today is not a, a recruitment day this isn't like walking into the national guard office or the army recruiter and saying all right now sign up on the dotted line we've got you and that's a point that you consistently make that you know you father fallon the other vocation directors in the area are not recruiters you're just here to help you know point the way or guide the way and say, have you thought, is God possibly calling you in this direction? And that's a very important difference.
3: Absolutely. Recruiters are out for the numbers. (laughs) Recruiters are out to fill the seats, uh, fill the bedrooms, as it were, fill the pews, as it were. But directors are out there to help young people listen to the voice of God. Like, all we want to do is ask the right questions and to help young people ask the right questions. The Catechism paragraph, I think it's 356 or 357, says that the human person is the only creature created by God that's capable of self-knowledge, self-possession, and self-gift. And Patty, you kind of hit on that a little bit, that idea of like, how am I wired? So growing Mm. in self-knowledge. And I think for for young people in middle school, it's a great opportunity to begin
1: that process of growing in self-knowledge and growing in maturity. I think another thing that I'm excited about this day, because it's also a day of just exposure. As we just said, there's a wonderful um, representation here of many different communities of religious brothers and sisters and priests will be here. I think it's so important for our young people today to just have an encounter one-on-one, to see your face, see Mm you right here we've got about you know five or six people standing here at the table just watching this interview take place they're watching you interact they're watching you and hearing what you say having that just exposure to here's a sister a joyful sister or going around and walking to the different tables and meeting people it's all about just exposure many people are like i've never seen a sister that looks like that or i've never seen a priest that is doing this um so i think that's a Beautiful aspect of today as well. And one of the
3: obstacles for me discerning my vocation is the only sisters I ever met were old and angry. So I hope that I never become that old and angry sister. I'm sure I'll become an old sister, but I hope I'm not an angry one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was going
0: to say, most of the sisters I've met I've had the privilege of meeting while doing Roadmap to Heaven over the past three years. I, I've yet to meet the angry ones. So I'm not saying they're not out there, but uh, it's, every sister I've run into has just been a, a bundle of joy, and it has been a fantastic encounter. One of the things you said earlier is... Not is it not just God? How are how are you calling me to love? But that He speaks to our heart. And your family is a very good example of this because you're not the only religious sister in your family, but you are the only Franciscan sister of the martyr Saint George in your family. And we mentioned, you know, charism. Who who we are as a religious community, apostolate, how we live that out, what what we actually do, you know, the, the day job, as it were. Um, how, how did God speak to your heart? How did you end up with the martyrs and your sister end up with a different order?
3: Yeah, so my sister and I entered the convent the same day, two different places. We got a Franciscan and a Dominican. I always say it's like Army-Navy. Um, <laughs> and I'll let you decide who's who. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, really it is the shape of my heart. I, I visited other communities and I encountered other sisters uh, through my time at Franciscan University and um, meeting just different religious communities that would come to visit. And the, our sisters that I ended up entering with are the ones that I always felt like I could, I could be that. Like, I, I kind of could be that. Um, but more so than I could be that, I remember when I visited the first time, and there was a sense of like, oh, I kind of already am that. Because mm. charism is something you, you don't go shopping for. You don't go shopping around and say, I like that charism. I think I'm going to go live that charism. But charism is something that's already in us, so that when we encounter it outside of us, we're like, yes, that's it. Uh, it kind of, it just, it's, there's a match there. And my sister was the same thing. When she visited her community, she went on a retreat with them, and it was like, yeah, it didn't, it was a no brainer. She was like, I belong here, I, am, I have a place here.
0: I was reading a beautiful reflection yesterday. I shared it with our listeners. Uh, A priest had gone up to Gower, to the Benedictines of Mary, for a friend of his who was entering. And as part of the entrance, all of the candidates laid prostrate on the floor, and they were covered with a black pall, symbolizing their their death to the world as they went into the cloister and a new life, a a resurrection, if you will. Um, and, And what a beautiful thing that is, because that's the other thing in your calling, your charism, the charism of your heart, the charism of the order, very closely aligned, that's how you end up with the martyrs. But in terms of apostolate, it's not like you walked into Mother's office and said, Mother, I want to be the vocation director. I'd like to apply for the <laughs> position. There, there's a discernment now of, of the community and specifically you and your superior of, okay, now that Sister Mary Carolyn's in the community, this is how she is going to live her life in the community. Yeah,
3: and with, with that as well, I remember when I visited, I kind of went into Mother's office and said, you know, you all teach and I have a degree in theology and religious education. That seems like it would be a good fit. And she stopped me right there and said, you have to come even if it means you never teach again again, because God's not calling you to be a teacher. He's calling you to be a Franciscan Ooh, sister of the martyr St. George. So it's not what you do, it's line. who you are. And I walked away from that visit, like the rich young man walked away from Jesus. Let me tell you, thank thanks be to God. I had the grace in my two months of grappling to really um, go deeper in my surrender. But I mean, she said, you know, I might send you back to school to be a nurse. And I thought, I don't do chemistry and I don't do blood. And I don't think that would be a really good fit <laughs> at all. Um, but I, I really, I know that if she hadn't said those things to me, I wouldn't have come with the freedom with which I came. Okay.
0: Last question for you because we're going to run out of time here in a moment. If a young woman calls your office and says, okay, sister, I, I, I think God has planted it on my heart that I, I might be called to the religious life, but I don't know anything about any of the orders and I found your phone number first, so I, I called you. Um, what? Where do you start with that? Because again, you're not a recruiter saying, all right, I got one for the martyrs here. You want her to find her proper vocation. What what would you say to someone who's maybe at that point in the process? Yeah,
3: so I I would say, first of all... Let's pray. Like let's, let's just like let's just grow in relationship with the Lord and tell me about your relationship with the Lord. Who is Jesus to you? How have you come to know Jesus? What does your prayer life look like? What are the things that move you in prayer? Like for me, I'm kind of gritty, and so the the crib, the cross, and the Eucharist—very Franciscan-y things. Those are the that's the grittiness of my own heart, the grittiness of my spirituality, the grittiness of the things that have my attention. So as I get to know a young woman and ask her questions and give her space and permission to reveal herself, I can start to hear like, does she sound like a Franciscan sister of the martyr Saint George?
0: We are so grateful you spent some time with us today. I know you've got to go get ready with Father Fallon for all the, the wonderful presentations you're going to have here today. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. When we come back, Father Tony Ritter, Associate Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of St. Louis, is going to be with us. In the meantime, here's Third Day with Soul on Fire.
2: Vocation
3: prayer for youth. Oh, Holy Spirit, Spirit of wisdom and divine love, impart your knowledge, understanding, and counsel to youth that they may know the vocation wherein they can best serve God. Give them courage and strength to follow God's holy will. Guide their uncertain steps, strengthen their resolutions, shield their chastity, fashion their minds, conquer their hearts, and lead them to the vineyards where they will labor in God's holy service. Amen.
1: And we're back here, live edition of Covenant Network Roadmap to Heaven this morning from the summit here at the Two Hill. I'm Patty Schneier, joined with Adam Wright. We are excited. We have a group of students in front of us here from Holy Rosary. They are the Holy Rosary Hawks. Good morning, everybody. I don't know if you heard that or not, but they're just stopping by, picking up some stickers. We are having fun here at the Summit with the middle school age youth. And we're also right now joined with Father Tony Ritter, the Associate Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Good morning, Father. Good
4: morning, Patty. Good morning, Adam. Great to be with you.
1: It's great to be here, too. All right, well, tell us what you're going to be doing here a little bit today at the Summit.
4: Yeah, so Summit, I'm sure you've uh, heard on our our from your former guests already that we have a number of events here for middle schoolers focus on two things one our universal call to holiness that we're all called to be in a relationship with Jesus. But then secondly, to be more aware of what are the options? How could I be called through priesthood, through religious life, through single life, through marriage, to live out this universal call to holiness? This is
1: beautiful. Now, um, we actually, Adam and I, had the privilege of actually hearing you speak just this week at our Sarah Club. And I want to go back to something that you said there, because I think it would be very important for our listeners. You talked to us and said, what we could do to help you in your job, so to speak, as Associate Vocations Director. What is it that you want our listeners to know of what we can do to help you in the work that you do in fostering a culture of vocations?
4: Yes, two two things. First, uh, a vocations, we can get a little caught up on the, the job part of it, what does a, a priest, a nun do, or a married person do throughout the day, but The core part of any vocation is relationship with Jesus Christ, that Anyone discerning has to know him. We call it a a vocation, which means a calling. And uh, much like me as a kid, uh, we had a creek in our backyard and we'd go play in the creek. And sometimes we'd be a little too far away to hear dad calling us to dinner and then we'd be (laughs) late for dinner. Like, if we want to hear this calling, we got to be closer. When I was a kid, I had to be a little closer so I could know when dinner was. If we want to know what our vocation is in life, we got to get closer to Jesus. So, um, what Uh, The vocation office, what I need uh, more than anything are, yeah, not numbers, but followers of Jesus, people in love with Jesus, whether you're called to the priesthood or not, whether you're called to married life, religious life, like fall in love with Jesus. And the more we can fall in love with him, that sets the example to live your vocation, to to live for Jesus who is everything. Mm. So what can
1: we do to help you promote that?
4: Pray be in church, go and be before our Lord. I can't, uh, like in my own vocation, I went to a holy hour for vocations on Tuesday nights with my mom, my dad, and my sister. And uh, something must have worked because my sister and I both uh, got vocations. I, I ended up uh, as a priest. My sister is a cloistered nun.
1: So wait a minute. You're telling me that at your parish growing up, every Tuesday night was a holy hour for vocations? A
4: Rosary and holy hour for vocations. Yeah.
1: So what we could do as listeners, as parishioners, is try to maybe get something like that started in our own parishes?
4: That would help. But even more than that, it was seeing these people spending time, like coming on Tuesday night. I was a middle schooler. I'm like, oh, man, do I I have to pray on Tuesday? We just prayed on Sunday. Do you do this again? (laughs) And to see how many parishioners were there to say, like, no, Jesus is worth it. It's worth giving my whole life to Him, Just carve out time for Him. And yes, that it was a holy hour for vocations meant something, but what meant even more to me as a middle schooler was seeing like, Jesus is worth it. These people, can give their lives to him and they're happy and they're fulfilled. And that's what I needed to know before I could enter any vocation. You, you know, Father, I think back to uh,
0: when I was in grade school and I was in middle school and they, they came around and said, uh, Anyone who wants to go through altar server training, uh, sign up here in fifth grade. We did that. And we had a gentleman, I, I, I pray for him, uh, may he rest in peace. Uh, Mr. Charlie Maher taught us how to serve at St. Francis of Assisi. And he was, you know, he was good at what he did. But with me especially, for some reason, I don't know if it's because my grandmother gave him permission. He's like, Adam, Sit up straight when you're up there because you're better than, than slouching. Uh, wear different shoes than that because you're better. And, and, and little by little, that's how it started. He taught me about just this, calling me to this reverence at the altar. And he was the one that started, you need to know this now because God might be calling you to be a priest Sunday. Now, a father would have said, Adam, you know, you're an altar server. I would have expected that uh, if my parents had said, have you thought about this? But it was really, you know, when I first started discerning in college, is God possibly calling me to go to seminary to study for the priesthood is he calling me to the priesthood it was those seeds planted by mr Ma who went to mass every day every day and i've heard vocation stories like that that it was the person that went to daily mass every day i didn't know their name but they came up to me and said you know i've been praying for you because i think god may, maybe god's calling you to something uh and you need to know that yeah
4: yeah or, or even to have the example um some great um family members my grandpa in particular were just like hey love jesus like um it just set this great example of prayer would talk about god with me and um just seeing that he loved the lord was so important to me and and uh, my other grandfather every time i i leave him he say hey i'm praying for you mm. and that means so much to me yes that he loves me absolutely but that he's caring for my soul right just setting this uh, uh, eternal perspective that we can so easily lose and that's that's what the priest that's what any vocation is it's helping other people become saints it's fighting for their glory it's not an earthly vocation it's a heavenly vocation and to help establish that perspective especially to those who are trying to ask those questions of what am i called to do for the rest of my life uh, not just the rest of your life but how are we supposed to be directed to eternity and life with jesus
1: i love what you just said that 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 your grandfather said to you, love Jesus. I love that because he didn't say, go to church, go to church. And so often, if you don't have the love, then if you take love out of any relationship, a vocation, marriage, whatever, it becomes just a to-do list of things that you have to do. So, so often we as parents or grandparents might say something like, I want you to go to church. No, that's only a means to the end. The main thing is, love Jesus. Love Jesus. Give Jesus your life. Give him permission to work in your life. Um, I think that's far better than sometimes we have these things that become more of a to-do list of be a server, go to church, do this. It's not that at all, is it?
4: And it's, it's yeah, I mean, 100% agree. Church is such an important part of this, but the aspect of church is that like, we're receiving God's love. That's mm-hmm. what, when uh, yeah, especially uh, going to these ad- holy hours for vocations on Tuesdays. Like it took a long time for me to realize that Jesus was present there, but then once that realization hit, and then I could like receive from Him who is loving me here on the altar, pouring out His heart for me. Like that's that's the exciting part about church is not that we go because we have to. We, yeah, because we can receive God's. So we we question this all the time. Where is God? How is He present? How is He loving me? There on the altar. they in the Eucharist. So, right. yeah, it's a, yeah, not a checklist, but like a person who's right. there. You're, you're both making me think about what we
0: talk about with confession so often. That You know, imperfect contrition, perfect contrition. If you're going to Mass, if you're praying prayers, that is a good thing. And if you're doing it because that's what I was told to do, I am being obedient to the commandment great thing yeah it is good to be obedient to god i, I highly recommend it because the alternative Absolutely. is not <laughs> so great uh, but then when that when that flips in our hearts that it's no longer i'm doing this because i have to but i'm doing this because i love you god and i think amazing things happen
1: and i think that's why parents say yes i want you to be in church on sunday because it's there that you can maybe for a while you go because your parents tell you but then one day, you realize, why am I here? And one day, being in that environment, you actually do experience God in a beautiful way. That's what, of course, why we go through all the motions, so to speak. Because God does speak through those areas. He's there on the altar.
4: And the only reason I got to encounter Jesus' love is because mom and dad took me to church and drugged me sometimes. I wasn't excited about it. And thank goodness for my grandparents. Thank goodness for my parents. I needed that.
1: Well, thank goodness for you today. Thank you so much for stopping by, being a with us this morning on the special edition of The Roadmap to Heaven. Good luck today with everything that's going on with 1,300 youth uh, that you're going to be talking to and encountering, and we're so grateful yeah. for you and what you do as our Associate Director of Vocations. Thank you, Father Ritter. Thank you,
4: Patty. Thank you, Adam. Father, before we let you go, know, can we ask for a blessing yes, for our listeners today? Yes, the Lord today? be with you. And, and with, with your, your spirit. spirit. May Almighty God bless you and all who listen to this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. amen. All
1: right. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to have a song and we'll be right back. We've got more people to talk to this morning and the, the students are all coming. It's an exciting day here. We're at the summit with Roadmap to Heaven.
2: A prayer for daily neglects. Eternal Father, I offer thee the sacred heart of Jesus with all its love, all its sufferings, and all its merits. First, to expiate all the sins I have committed this day and during all my life. Second, to purify the good I have done poorly this day and during all my life. Third, to supply for the good I ought to have done and that I have neglected this day and all my life. Amen.
0: We are back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven on Covenant Network this morning at a little unusual time, but that's okay. We're having a great uh, time here at the Summit. It's a vocation rally for middle school youth in St. Louis. It's going to kick off in about 30 minutes here, just shy of that. A wonderful day of talks, mass, and fun for these 1,300 middle schoolers gathered together. I'm Adam Wright, joined here By Patty Schneier, and we're happy to be joined by Joe Dabrinsky. Joe is a gentleman I've known for a long time. He used to work for the Office of Youth Ministry here in St. Louis. Uh, But, uh, you know, before that, you know, we we talk about job versus vocation. Joe's been called marriage and uh, parenting. He's a father as well. Joe, good to have you with us this morning.
5: Yeah, Adam, thanks for having me. Uh, You're right. Uh, Patty, great to be here with you as well. I am a father. Yeah, I have uh, six sons. uh, So, we are uh, a full locker room of guys that are households. household. You're working
1: on a baseball team. Yeah.
5: Well, we've got the <laughs> volleyball team done. We've got the basketball team covered. Uh, yeah, you you have really graduated of, from the minivan. Well, that's, yeah, prayers for that discernment. We are <laughs> shopping for the, the Catholic van, right? The so right. Catholic like 12 van. The 12-passenger. They're hard to come by, you know, yeah. uh, these days. So, um, yeah, it's it's such a blessing. Um Maybe, you know, never in my wildest dreams uh, did I imagine having six sons, but of course, our dreams are never as big and great as God's. Oh, so, yeah, uh, so, so excited and, to have them. And th- that's
0: what we want to talk about here today, Joe, because we're, this whole day is it's centered around vocations. And you and I, throughout the years, you know, I, I was in parish work very early on, worked in youth ministry and young adult ministry. You spent a good deal of time in youth ministry. But now we've got the most important youth ministry we will ever do, and that's the ministry to our own children that's right. raising our kids. And it's easy for me to get up in front of a group that I don't know and say, well, let's talk about vocation. Let's talk about how much God loves you. Let's talk about the how, the, the shape of your heart, what God may be calling you to now i have to go home and have that conversation and sometimes i find okay this is a tough crowd and i don't even know where to begin so i'm going to ask some other parents and we're all going to learn this together so how are you having these conversations at your house
5: yeah you're right i mean it's uh it's really challenging and humbling to always have six reminders of all of your uh, faults and shortcomings uh but they're also great ways that They they allow me to grow as a father, as a husband, uh, as a Christian myself. So I think the conversations um, are really first and foremost around where and how are my children seen and and hearing from me that they're loved. Um, You know, when within youth groups or youth ministry events, um, that was always a reminder, and for myself and my friends, that uh, we knew we were loved by our parents, and so to, to have my sons know and hear from their father that. Uh, I care about them, I love them, uh, and I show that with, within words and actions. I think in terms of like specifically how to pursue and discern their own vocations, um, it really it has been started with cultivating their imagination of their life. So mm. um, whether it's the books uh, they read, the parks we go on, the trips we take, the, the movies we watch together as a family, um, to cultivate their imagination just as Crazy, adventurous, messy boys. And that's the, I think, the, the fertile ground that then they can uh, really hear with, within God where am I being called to? Um, where is my imagination taking me? This adventure. You know, I, I mean, every single item in my backyard is either become something to be an athletic game in or some type of battle. You know, like I, I can vividly remember pulling up to the house after work and seeing this clown, you know, car kind of motion of each boy running around the house with a different object in their hand and I was like, well, what's going on? Well, we're playing war. Well, of course boys are always playing some type of battle, but that's that's where it's starting with them is what what is enlivening their imagination? What is uh, boosting their creativity and what makes them happy and joyful? And, and that's where I can enter into a conversation of, okay, well, how do we pursue this ultimate good? How do we... Uh, then seek this adventure with god
0: yeah that, that's something sister mary carolyn was saying earlier uh, when she was on that it, it's not just that uh, we shop charisms in, in in a vocation like oh well if, if i'm going into the religious life this religious life i kind of like their charism it's no god god has a charism he's placed on our hearts and he's calling us to live that out he's not going to call us to something that we're going to hate right you know
5: yeah and each each of our kids are different if you you know uh they have, you know are very much their own person. And so within that, to see where's God calling each one of them specifically.
1: I also have a question because what are the what's the age span sure. of your children? Because I'm sure it's different, a conversation with a preschooler, than it is if you have a middle schooler or a high yeah, schooler. Yeah, so
5: uh, we've got quite the span. We've got a, a sixth grader all the way down to a almost 10-month-old. So um, roughly about two years in between each one of them. So we've kind of got our older three now and our younger three, although the the middle child, of course, doesn't think he's one of the younger three. He wants to be one of the older <laughs> ones. Um, but, yeah, I think it's different. I think, you know, like um, they they read Scripture differently. They hear, they hear certain stories differently. And as they get older, they, they're starting to put together the, the deeper uh, message uh, through the Word of God. Um, and then within Mass and the liturgical seasons, like these are all, uh, you know, as a family, trying to live liturgically um, allows, you know, like kids are, are tactile, right? They... They feel the faith, and I think it's, it's a beautiful way then uh, for them to see uh, myself, other men in their life, other priests, uh, on how they, like, seeing that creativity, imagination, uh, uh, further for their own plan.
0: We've been talking up to this point a little bit about, you know, how do we approach this with kids? What are, what are we talking about with our kids? how do you pray? You know, as a father, what are your prayers to God? Because you know he's calling them to something. I know he's calling my kids to something. And so often I'm afraid, Lord, am I getting in your way here? And and what do I need to do? Yeah, yeah. we want to be St. Monica's and
5: not uh, a roadblock to to our kids. Um, I think a lot of times, especially within mass, you you think about after receiving the Eucharist and that that prayer of Thanksgiving back in the pew, um, it's like, almost automatic that that my prayers are for my wife and for my kids and and it's i've got plenty of other things i could be praying for uh, but those uh those two uh those people in my life need it the most and then i think within our family we uh we attempt right and and to all the parents out there right we are striving and we're thriving together uh and so prayer uh before bed each day allowing each child to offer their own personal prayers um and that way they know again that um they know the, the beautiful prayers the church gives us and, and that guides our, our structure but then that intercessory prayer that they, they are asked to pray for somebody else every single day sometimes it's a stuffed animal sometimes it's a real person but uh no matter what like building within them that um prayer is with god and for themselves and for others uh, and then for myself again as a father like um my prayer is that in some ways i'm exhausted each day and am i exhausted from giving of myself or am i exhausted from trying to control everything mm. and i think that's your point of uh as, as a father and as a husband like you we want to protect and we want to provide and we want to uh, as parents do whatever we can for our children's happiness and good but many times that's an invitation for us to let god the father be the one who does that and, and get out of the way and so can I be generous of myself so that I'm exhausted every day. Um, I wrote a few pretty lame blogs back in the day, and one was that um, about my kids. And like when I want to just go mow the grass, or when I want just that five minutes on the couch by myself, that they somehow like they have that sixth sense of like I want a minute to myself. And it is that invitation of God constantly pulling us f- through our children to say be generous, give of yourself because they, they see that they notice that you know um, I would hate for uh, my kid's memory uh, of me to be he's on the couch on his phone and instead on the floor with him or on out in the yard playing whatever sport that day uh, brings.
1: That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's I want to come and live at your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, hey, yeah. we, we
5: I heard free babysitting. That's what I heard. Great. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> we can plan it tonight. Sounds great. It's Friday. i will go on a
0: date with my wife. It'll be awesome. Oh my and gosh. Th- that's another important part you bring up though, that for for all of us who are parents, is living out our vocation with joy in front of our children. You know, I I like to joke around. Our, we have four girls, blessed am I among women sure. in, in the right house. And they if if they catch me sneaking a kiss to my wife, all of a sudden you hear <gasps> smoochy smoochy <laughs> and and i don't back down from that because it's good for them to see beth and i in love with one another sure. and living out our vocation of matrimony
5: yeah the, we, the joke around the our house is uh on mom being my girl and they're like no dad she's she's my girl you know like just they have a love of their mother and, and rightfully so she she is the saint of the household uh homeschooling our kids and being present with them uh, but yeah they, they need to see that they need to see um, as a parent, you're not only praying with them; you're praying on your own. That um, you have this this love of your own faith to be comfortably reverent in church. I think is our, our goal. Sometimes we swing one way where they're overly comfortable, and somebody's taking a, a snooze or uh, you know yeah. uh, around the pews, you know, at mass. But I want them to be comfortable around the parish. That they know that the church is an extension of our home
0: yeah there, sometimes i i worry that we're so natural in church with our kids that uh, are they too comfortable and i think back to easter vigil a few years ago bishop river was coming around the old cathedral at the renewal of baptismal promises sprinkling with holy water and our youngest was four at the time and she goes hey i already took a shower today <laughs> you know <laughs> i was like okay honey we want you to feel natural in church," but that was baby you know but right. but praise god that she loves Going to church and that we were able to get out of the way and and not to be like, You need to love going to church and that's the end, you know. Yeah.
5: Yeah. The Lord knows there are plenty of Sundays where I always say I see other parents and say, Oh, your kids are so well behaved. It's like, Well, no, it's just our week. Like (laughs) wait till next week. It'll be your week where your kids are fine and ours, you know, are are going nuts. So again, that's the thing. I I mean for any any parents out there, you know, just bring your kids to mass. It it is worth it. Um, I have an old friend that said, you know, each day is an investment with our kids, and some days we can only put a penny in, but it it will pay off over time. And so it can be a challenge to to get out of the house uh, and to get to Mass on time. It doesn't matter what time Mass is at or or what grand plans we had for getting there. It seems like we're always, okay, okay, if we leave 10 minutes earlier, maybe we'll we'll get there 10 minutes on time. So um, I think that's part of it as well as just – have each other's back as parents. You see the other families in the pews. Just I always give a little nod like, I understand. I know it's We're all about. in this together, yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know how many times, you know, we normally either go to 8 o'clock Sunday morning mass or we go to the Saturday vigil, and there was one Sunday. It's like, okay, we're going to get up and go to 8. And then, okay, well, well, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to nine. Well, we're gonna go to nine thirty. We'll, we'll, we'll go to ten thirty. Okay, we made it to five p.m. at the the old yep. cathedral on, <laughs> on Sunday evening. But we made it. That's the important part. Is right. we made it. Yep. Well, Joe, thank you so much for making the time to be with us. I know you've actually got some middle schoolers here today that you've you got to go spend some time with. And yeah, we're looking
5: forward to it. Yeah.
0: So we're gonna take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. We've got uh, Jamie Grayson, Beautiful Day coming up, followed by the weather and the daily dose of encouragement, and then. Patty and I will be back with you live uh, from the summit. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Adam Wright for Covenant Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And while you're at it, share it with your friends. And now back to the Roadmap to Heaven podcast. It's hard to believe that another week has already flown by. We have been talking about love for our priests with Patty Schneier. Patty, what's our final daily dose of encouragement on this topic this week?
1: Well, it's been fun to just throw out some suggestions of ways that we can show appreciation for our priests, and there are so many ways to do that. But today, this last daily dose of encouragement for this topic, I want to encourage people to just ask their parish priest if there's anything that he needs. And that's going to sound crazy, But is there anything that you need in the rectory, Father? Is there anything that you need in your own room? Is there anything that we as a parish can provide for you that maybe you've had at other parishes, but we don't have at our parish? You'd be surprised. And some rectories, I can honestly say, they need a little TLC or a little bit of just a little, maybe something that would help Father... Some parish priests, for example, they like to work on wood or need a workbench and there's no workbench. There's no place for father to do that. Or some parishes, maybe your priest would like to garden and there's no place to have a garden. Whatever you can do that would help your parish priest and show that you love him by just asking, father, is there anything you need or is there anything that the rectory could use? I'd like to help out with that. It might be so simple as, you know what? We don't have a blender you know what? We don't have a crock pot. It could be anything, but just find out what that is. And you could really bless your parish priest by just asking that simple question. Anything you need, anything the rectory needs, what can I do for you, Father?
0: We would not have the gift of the sacraments without our parish priests, so what a great idea to give them a gift, something simple that they may need. Patty Schneier, this has been a great week with this topic, Love for Our Priests. Well,
1: I just want to encourage everyone to show your love in some small way for our parish priests, because as you said, they do so much for us. So thank you all who do show their love and appreciation to our parish priests.
0: We are wrapping up our live broadcast from the summit here on Roadmap to Heaven this morning. It's, you know, I have to say, Patty, I thought it was going to be really nice doing an 8 a.m. show, except when we go out on location, I still had to get up, not actually at the same time, I had to get up even (laughs) earlier, so there is that. But what a joy it was to get up early, to be here for this on a Friday morning. I mean, we've had, already had a couple mobs of kids descend upon our table and clean us out of Covenant Network stickers, which is a, a great thing. But more so to hear these messages about the praying with our families, vocations, and all of the important work we have to do.
1: And and just making sure that our young people have that encounter so that they're here today, together to hear some great talks, and to be inspired to just be open to whatever God is calling them. And just like, I'm looking out in this big lobby here, we're at the Two Hills Center, And I'm seeing students go up to the different tables that are set up by the religious orders. There are young people that were talking, you know, to the Daughters of St. Paul and to the Apostles of the Sacred Heart. And I'm seeing them just go up and talk to these sisters and have wonderful conversations. That, in and of itself, is a beautiful, worthwhile thing. I'm so grateful that those religious orders are here and that so many young people are here to see joyful vocations lived out, and they have those encounters with people and get to see what do you do? um, How do you love Jesus? How do you pray? All these conversations are just great things for young people to experience. So seeds are being planted. We're thrilled to be a part of it, to be here. We're thrilled to bring you this little glimpse of it with this broadcast to let you know of some of the great things that are going on within the Archdiocese.
0: Exactly. And you know, here's the thing, whether you live in St. Louis or outside of St. Louis, um, you know, we were just up in Springfield, Illinois a few weeks ago for the Diocesan Eucharistic Congress and it was a joy seeing so many people there, especially priests and religious. I think I met almost the entirety of the Franciscan Sisters of the Martyr St. George from Alton from their their mother house that came up. Um, It's a great joy but we're all called to support vocations in one way shape or form you know you hear patty and i mention often that we're members of the sarah club and we like the club aspect we love getting together for our lunches and seeing our friends at lunches but the the lunches and the seeing our friends is not the principal work of what we do the principal work of what we do is praying for vocations each and every day and in the two prayers that we pray the prayer not just for vocations but then for perseverance Of vocations. For those who have said yes, that they would continue to have that joy and and, and receive that grace to live out their vocation.
1: And another thing, the Sarah Club is here today helping out with this summit. So it's not just, I mean, we do. Prayer is our number one thing. But actually doing things and helping with these events, it's a joy and a privilege to do that, to be a part of the work of fostering a culture of vocation. So you and I are here wearing two hats today. First for Covenant Network, for sure. But then we're going to stick around and be members of our Sarah club that are helping out today as well with this summit
0: and here's the best thing you don't have to be a member to support vocations i mean as much as parishes and their vocation groups would love to have you sarah clubs would love to have you you can pray whether you're homebound whether you're out on the go whether you travel for work whether you travel for fun whether you're a snowbird or you know wherever you may be in life You can pray for vocations. You can ask Father, is is there something I could do within the parish to help support a culture of vocations? Father may say, listen, I just want to have, I I love these St. Andrew dinners that I see happening more and more, where they just get young men together, and often uh, the bishop comes, if they have one, and uh, they just have dinner, and they talk about the vocation of the priesthood. It's a very relaxed informal way to talk about vocations and father may say listen i need i need somebody to bake a cake for dessert and you could support vocations by baking a cake for dessert but again that principal thing is to pray and specifically today we'd like you to pray throughout the morning uh, for especially those gathered here today if you can in an hour from now at 10 a.m they're going to be celebrating Mass. Can you go to your church or to your adoration chapel? And if not, can you pray wherever you are? We pray the Rosary at ten a.m. on Covenant Network. So if you're tuned into that, can you pray the Rosary for everyone gathered here today? Uh, before we wrap up, we do want to pray for vocations. And Patty and I would like to share with you our Sarah prayer for vocations. So we pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh God, God, who wills not the death of a, death of a sinner, sinner, but rather, rather than that he, he be converted, converted and, and live. Grant we beseech you, through the intercession of the Blessed Mary, Ever-Virgin, St. Joseph her Spouse, Blessed Junipero Sarah, and all the saints, an increase of laborers for your
1: Church, fellow laborers with Christ, to spend and consume themselves for souls, through the same Jesus Christ your Son, who lives and reigns with with you
0: in the the unity unity of the Holy Spirit, Spirit, God God forever
1: and and ever. Amen. Amen.
5: And as
0: we always pray at the end of our broadcast, glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray Pray for for us. us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray Pray for for us. us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, once again, thank you for tuning into this live special broadcast of Roadmap to Heaven. I'll be back with you. Monday morning at our normal time of 7 a.m. Until then, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright.
1: And I'm Patty Schneier. And
0: don't forget to pray your rosary today.